This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also alongside me, as are professional better Will White and French football expert James Easton. We've got six picks, three big price plays, and a handful of leans across the major leagues in Europe, which includes, of course, our head-to-head challenge between Will and James. Uh, Steve, Champions League group stage is done. Is it easier for betters when it comes to the domestic leagues between now and when European action restarts in Feb? I think so, Dan. Yeah, I really do. It does simplify matters. Um, You're not having to juggle competitions, are you? And teams are not having to rest and rotate as much. There's less question marks in our minds. And so, yeah, I think it's a period where there's a lot more stability. And, um, you know, we're not no more European matches until, what, mid to end of February. So, you know, let's try and make some hay whilst the sun shines. But of course, January brings its own problems with the transfer window open and uncertainty with squads in that way. So as, as ever with the, with the betting challenge, <laughs> the, there's always some, some hills and obstacles to overcome. Will, we talk extensively and, and you're always WhatsApping about market moves and you put up bets on Mondays and by the time Europa League or even just weekend games come around, markets can change. Now, undoubtedly, European football has something to do with that. I mean, Union, we're going to talk about later. I don't know if their uh, price collapse for their Bundesliga uh, game is affected by how they performed against Real Madrid. I mean, do you see the markets a lot more stable when there are no European games to interfere with those numbers? I would say, Dan, slightly slightly more stable, yeah. Um, What I will say is that over the years, the markets have become much shrewder, kind of factoring in likely rotations and squad management, things like that, um, into the mix. So I wouldn't say it's as extreme a thing as um, perhaps it could be or was in previous years, but... But yeah, absolutely slightly more stability in that sense. Just a more specific one, James, to you about Paris Saint-Germain, because I don't know if it's just me who says this, but when they get through to the knockout stages in previous rounds and they might not have had a particularly hard league schedule, um, we always think, well, suddenly they're coming up against a tougher side in Europe and they have had some very nasty draws, admittedly. But it's as if they're not battle-hardened. Do you think the fact that they've had to scrape and, and scrap and fight their way out of the group, will it stand them in better stead? Or by the time we come around again for European football, it'll be forgotten about it doesn't matter? Well, I don't think it will do them any harm, actually. This has obviously been a much tougher challenge for PSG than we've seen them face in previous seasons. Now, they've had a real scare, haven't they, in a couple of these group games um, to get there. But really, Dan, my big takeaway on PSG is I, I would not be backing them, actually, in the Champions League. I've watched most of their games so far. I think they'll if they get to the semi-finals this year, honestly, I think that would be um, a successful season for them in Europe. I, I don't see them as potential winners. And I was looking at the outright prices 
with Bet Rivers and they're priced up as fifth favourites to win this tournament this year. There's actually quite a big gap opened up between the top four in the betting and PSG in fifth place. I think that's about right. So whoever they draw, they might get through the next round. They might even get through the one after that, but I don't see them as potential winners this year, I've got to say. Strange, isn't it, Will, because a few of our handicappers put them up at the start of the season. Are PSG coming under the radar? Sounds ridiculous to say that. <laughs> uh, not for me either, Dan. <laughs> uh, still, still not convinced by PSG. Steve? No, they wouldn't be for me now. I mean, I'm actually on them. I tipped them outright, and I think Daniel Fisichella did on the outright show. Um, but I've been really worried about how they've played away from home in Europe. They just don't look like getting wins at difficult locations. And there's there's, there's going to be better teams than what they face in their, in their group. So I, unless Luis Enrique sorts something out dramatically over the next couple of months, then it's difficult to make a case. Like James said, they could probably get past one or two teams maybe, but there's surely too many hurdles for this PSG team. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm even trying to scratch my head to figure out how they can actually improve in the transfer market. And I'm kind of coming up empty. It's, it's, it's not just a squad thing. It's almost a mentality thing. Mm. Uh, we've got a bit more PSG chat to come. Uh, we're PSG heavy already, but it does feature in one of our mm. selections a little later on the show. Let's uh, crack on with the challenge, shall we? Just a reminder uh, that whichever one of Will James uh, wins, we'll be back next uh, week. And uh, it is winner stays on when it comes to our head-to-head challenges. It has been all season. We'll continue to be. Um, we're going to start with Will's first pick of the session. And we go to Spain for Celta Vigo Granada. This is uh, 8 a.m. Saturday Eastern. Celta Vigo. Uh, our minus 162 here with Granada plus 430, draw plus 310 here. Two teams, Will, that have struggled this season. They haven't posted up too many wins, but you're quite happy to step into this one. Talk us through your play. Yeah, Dan, on the face of it, it looks like two um, very poorly performing teams. We've got the second and third bottom teams in the Liga here facing off. Um, I think the story when it comes to Celta is more about a team that's massively underperforming their underlying stats. In fact, um, the underlying stats suggest they should have 12 more points than they currently do, which would place them um, comfortably mid-table. And this is this is predominantly down to them to not finishing their chances. So kind of cutting to the chase, what I, what I like here is I like Celta Vigo combined with over one and a half goals in the match at minus 114 versus Granada. Um, the reason being that Celta Viga at home, um, that they're, 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 they're much stronger than the underlying stats suggest. They've been incredibly unlucky not to win at least three of their last four home games. The two all draw with Getafe, where they dominated, generating 3.03 xG versus 1.01 for Getafe. Similar story versus Sevilla prior to that. They generated 3.02 xG there versus 1.25 for Sevilla in a one all draw. And prior to that, one all draw with Cadiz, uh, where they generated almost the same amount of XG and conceded only 0.35. So, you know, Rafa Benitez is so frustrated by this that he actually left um, club legend Diago Aspas on the bench last weekend versus Rayo. Um, this is in Iago Aspas with eight consecutive double-digit goal seasons in La Liga since rejoining Celta in 2015. Uh, he only has one goal so far this season, but you've got to think at some point this their chance conversion is going to revert to the mean with with the attacking talent they've got uh, with the likes of Aspas and um, Strand Larsen. You've got to think at some point they're going to start converting the chances they're creating. And I think this game at home to a Granada team 
who only have one draw and eight losses away in La Liga this season is a great opportunity for that. Granada do have some uh, talented attacking players and the likes of Brian Zaragoza has been courted by Bayern Munich, I believe, and Gonzalo Villar. But they're very weak at the back. Um, and um, I think this is just a great opportunity for Celta. Um, Benitez is, is, is known to be quite a defensive-minded coach. But given the fact that they're so desperate for a win here, to, to improve morale and uh, eventually escape the relegation zone. And given the fact that Granada, uh, there have been 56 goals in their 16 La Liga games so far this season, I think that adding the over and a half to boost the price really makes sense. And that takes it from the minus 167, I believe they are on the on the win draw win market, to minus 114 with the inclusion of that. So that's uh, that's my first bet. Yeah, that's uh, they have been just uh, nibble that a little bit from minus 162. So there is... A little bit of support around. Um, Steve, not one that many betters would look at this because we're at the lower reaches of La Liga. What do you make of Will's pick? It's probably the most interesting pick on the whole show, I would say. Um, James has got a lean later on, which is quite an interesting one as well. But this one caught me out. It's not a typical sort of Will White bet from what he's posted up in previous weeks. Um, Usually if Will's taking this sort of bet, then it's on a top 10 sort of side. But, um, I mean, I looked at these underlying metrics and it is it's an incredible underachievement from, from Celta Vigo. And um, the problem is this guy, Iago Aspas, who's been, you know, a 200-goal player in his career. I look back at his, his career, I didn't even, can't even remember Liverpool buying him for 10 million back in 2014. I genuinely can't. Um, you've got to wonder, because sometimes you ask the question, you know, is it now time to stick a fork in him? Is he done? You know, he's 37 in, in, in the summer. What a wonderful turn of phrase. Um, <laughs> you know, Father Time is, is now, you know, is this sort of the end of him as a sort of a top-level player? I don't know. But it's not. he's not the only one, though. There's Jürgen Strand Larsen's underachieving. Oscar Mingueza, Unai Nunez. They're, they're all, they all should be scoring more goals. And, and sooner or later, someone will surely fire. These chances are being created for Celta Vigo. So, you know, one thing that Will's doing here, and it ticks a big box of mine, he's betting betting against a really bad team. I love betting against bad teams. Granada are not very good, especially defensively, like he said. Um, the only thing I would fear here is probably the old Rafa Benitez 1-0. But um, it's funny, fixtures are king, Dan, and this is a really soft fixture for them to target. So, Often coaches have a different game plan in games like this. So it's an interesting one. Like you said, not a lot would have looked at this game. Um, I actually I did touch on it because of Granada involved. Um, and uh, it will be interesting to see if Celta Vigo can finally convert their chances and if Aspas can, you know, revert back to his norm. Uh, Lorient Strasbourg for James's first pick here. Lorient plus 135, Strasbourg plus 205. This is Sunday, 9 a.m., uh, James Patrick Vieri under a little bit of pressure, uh, Strasbourg, but he's done a little bit better, I think, last couple of games. Uh, what's your what's your play in this one? Yeah, he has done a little bit better in the last few games, Dan, and that's actually my thinking on this pick here. So, I'm supporting Strasbourg here on the Asian handicap. They're plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 129. Um, slightly shorter price than I would normally take, actually. 
on the Asian handicap. But the thinking here really, Dan, is you, you've run through the prices there yourself. Lorient plus 135 and Strasbourg plus 205. I actually think this game is a closer matchup than those prices would suggest. Um, I see this as a 50-50 game, really, even taking into account Lorient having the, um, the home advantage for the simple reason that Strasbourg have improved. I, I'm not a big fan of what Patrick Vieira's done uh, this season with them since he took over. I think there have been some odd... But to be fair to him, they have improved. They've only lost one of their last six matches. Uh, they've drawn four of those matches. And I think there are signs of them becoming more difficult to beat. Um, maybe a little bit predictable still in the final third for me, Strasbourg. And a couple of the attacking players that they've brought in for this season haven't done as well as they were hoping, but they have become more difficult to beat. And I think on the other side, Lorient are a side who just haven't improved. Um, they're down near the bottom of the table. Um, I personally think they've got a bit more quality than they've showed so far. And I think they should be able to pull away from the relegation zone uh, as the season goes on. But they've only won two out of their 15 games. So there's no real reason to suspect uh, that Lorient are going to turn in a particularly strong performance here. And I feel for that reason, Strasbourg have got a chance here of actually maintaining this slight improvement uh, that we've seen from them. So I felt, yeah, on the Asian handicap, I think really it's one of those games where I thought maybe at this price you'd have Strasbourg at maybe zero goals, something like that. Uh, so to be able to back Strasbourg here plus 0.25, on the Asian handicap, that was something I was very happy to take. And of course, with that bet, it means that as long as they avoid defeat here, we're going to make some kind of profit on them. Uh, quarter ball handicap in Strasbourg's favour. Steve, are we with Patrick Vieira at the moment or against him? I'd rather be with him in this fixture. I've got to be honest. Lorient, I said it all year. I don't rate this side. They, um, I think it's a really worrying statistic. They're in the bottom three but they're the biggest overachieving side offensively in the, in the league. Only four teams in Liga have actually overachieved their XG metrics and, and they top the charts. I think they're bottom of the table on expected points for Lorient, which is, again, very, very concerning. And James is right. I think Strasbourg, I can't believe I'm actually defending Vieira here. They have improved the last few games. They've shown something. You can just sense it. I don't know quite what it is. Um, they've, I think they've been. He's been more willing to let the offensive players off the leash a little bit more. I've noticed that they've had more of a goal threat. I've liked that. So, yeah, I actually think Strasbourg should be favourites, just slightly <clears throat> on the on the zero. So I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they would be the side to to be with here. Vieira's shown some. Say some slightly positive signs against a Lorient outfit who, if they continue playing as they're doing, may well go down. Let's get some hot dogs, shall we? Some uh, bigger uh, price plays across the continent. We've got three, one from each of our handicappers. Uh, and Steve, we've had 30 picks this season, vast majority from your good self, but we've introduced it from all of our handicappers over the last month or so, something like that. And they're doing pretty well. Well, the, the hot dogs, I think, is a big positive for the show this year. Um, we're about five units in profit, 15% ROI. Um, between the three of us, actually, on this show, roughly plus 10 units profit. James has hit several hot dogs, and so has Will. So it's been a real uh, positive addition for the show this year. 
And, um, you know, I was pleased to hit mine last week on an under two goal line pick in, in Germany. So I'm, I'm going the opposite direction this, this time. I'm going in La Liga and I'm going an over three and a half goals pick in the match between Almeria and Mallorca. Now, those who might look at the stats here, especially Mallorca's stats, and think, what on earth are you doing here, Steve? Because their last eight games have gone under two and a half, let alone under three and a half. But I said before, fixtures are king, Dan, and this is a unique one for them. They're away at Almeria, who have a staggeringly poor defence, um, winless side this season. But, you know, Mallorca, just look at their recent away games where they've been, Atletico Madrid, Betis, Real Sociedad, the sort of fixtures, they've just lost close games. They've probably set themselves up quite hard to beat, defensive, and it's no surprise that those scores have happened. But anyone will come to Almeria and fancy their chances of winning. They just they will open up more. It's just the way it is, you know. And Almeria need, really need a win. Uh, draws are not good enough for this side anymore. I think they will go for it. They um, they're maybe not quite as bad. Well, they're not as bad. they're not that bad offensively. They've got goals in them. They've only failed to score in in, in about three or four games this year. So um, I think this might be a more open game than expected. I certainly looked over two point five or over two point two five here as well. But I think it could be one of those where it kind of goes a bit wild, or it might end like a nil nil. Almeria's last home game ended nil nil against Betis. It battered them against 10 men, but uh, I think they'll have to go for it, like I say, Dan. Plus 255 on over three and a half goals. And um, like I say, it's just you've got to look at the fixtures sometimes, the situational spots where I feel both sides will definitely like fancy the idea of going for the three points and probably won't fear the, the opponents that much. That is 8 a.m. Sunday, 9.30 Saturday is Union Berlin against uh, Buckham. And this is one that uh, you are targeting. It is at Buckham, I should say. Will? Yeah, uh, Union Berlin, a team we've spoken quite a lot about, both on this show and the Champions League show. Uh, I've had to upgrade them a little bit based off their recent performance under new manager, where they won convincingly at home to quite a good uh, Mönchengladbach team. They're plus 180 here away to Bochum. Um, and despite not being great midweek with respect to Bochum, uh, Real Madrid, uh, a slight upgrade on, on what the opposition that Union Berlin are going to be facing here. I think the story of Union's season has been the very high conversion rate of opponents. Um, they've conceded 28 goals in Bundesliga this season versus 21.42 XG against. And that's not something necessarily that they can control. So I don't think they really need to do that much to to fall in line with what the underlying data suggests their performances should merit, which essentially um, this season would be six more points and being a comfortable mid-table team. So I think under the new manager, um, they can cut out these individual errors and, um, yeah, and, and, and really... Uh, put up a, a good fight here away to a Bochum team that has actually been quite strong at home this season, I will say. If you look at their underlying data, um, particularly um, in their last home game against Wolfsburg, they deserve to win that game, um, generating over 2.08 XG versus 1.03 for Wolfsburg. And then before that, they certainly should have beaten a Colm team that they ended up drawing one all with despite creating 5.06 worth of expected goals. So that's quite incredible how they didn't win that game. 
really, this is just a kind of, I've got a sneaky feeling that Union will start to turn their season around here and revert to mean. Um, and so I'm happy to have them as my hot dog of a week. Their price has shortened, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. Dan. I think at time of me tipping this up, they were plus 180 and they've come into, I think they want plus 155 now. What I will say is Bochum have been receiving quite a lot of money on game days, particularly at home in Bundesliga this season. A lot of sharp money tends to come for them, I think, based off that strong, strong underlying home data. Maybe betters will see that plus 170 plus kind of line on game day. So I'd, I'd advise perhaps waiting on this one. Oh, yeah, really good in for that. Love that. So it's Union Berlin, uh, 118 to 155, but we think potentially they might drift a little bit come kickoff time. That's uh, Saturday, 9.30. Saturday afternoon um, in uh, America and late Saturday night in France, we have got uh, Rance against uh, Lance, Lance at home. And James, you once again looking for the prop bets for a hot dog. You've had some good success here. Who's the player you've picked out to follow? Yeah, the player I've picked out to follow here is Teddy Tummer over Rance, who is a midfielder. And I've picked him out in the uh, the same market I've used many times here on the hot dog. It's the over 0.5 shots on target market. So you just need the player to have one shot on target and you make a profit. Teddy Tummer is available at plus 215, which is far too big. This price is far too big. Of all the players in this market across all the games this weekend, if you're going to have one bet, this is the player to back. Teddy Tummer is Rance's four-goal top scorer, and yet he's priced up eighth out of nine players with Rance for a shot on target. He's probably going to be on penalties. He'll definitely take their direct free kicks and he's pretty dangerous in open play around the edge of the box. He's a really, really good technical player. He's not someone who scores a lot of goals, but he is their top scorer. And in a Rance side without a natural uh, finisher in the penalty area, which has been a problem actually for them all, all, all season, um, he's going to look to get a goal either from open play or a set piece. So the price here is just out. I'd be, I'd be very surprised if it stays, but I think you know it could be, it could be a lot shorter than this actually, and I'd still be quite tempted to take it just because Tomo is so ex so important to Rance um, for his goal scoring. So. Yeah, we've had these sort of prices before on this market, Dan. Uh, one of his teammates, Amir Richardson, was one that we backed and had success with earlier in the season at a similar sort of price. Um, there's usually one or two every weekend in League One which which are worth backing. And this weekend, really, I think there's just this one. But Teddy Tummer, if he starts for Rance at Lance, um, plus 215 to have over 0.5 shots on target, I think is well worth backing. Yeah, did the Rance game last weekend, and I thought he was decent. He always gets in good positions. You're right, he takes all the direct free kicks as well. Steve? Well, you know what? I was looking at this game, um, and I quite like Lons to win it because I, I think um, there's an interesting situation going on at Rams the, with the manager situation with Will Still. And this is a manager that's constantly linked with other teams, most recently Sunderland. The rumours that he initiated some talk with them. Um, but he's also linked with West Ham, potentially, and some other teams. Um, I just, I'm, I'm interested, actually, to hear James's opinion here, because are we now in a period where, you know, this is almost forgetting the shot on target bet here. I think it's a great price. Tumors look really good, and he may well be on set pieces. Um, but in terms of Rams, James, do you think now that they're just in an unsettled period because of the manager position? and um, just say Sunderland would have get him. 
what sort of manager would, would they be getting? Would this be a good signing for a championship team? Yeah, I think it's the first misstep from Will Still, actually, as a manager that we've seen this week. The optics are really bad, uh, I would say, for Will Still, because he was linked with the Sunderland job in England this week. We were told he made a flying visit to the UK to, 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 to meet the club, which is an obvious sign of interest. And um, I think it will have gone down badly, not only with the Rants fans, but maybe also the players, the sense that he's not as committed to a side who are really ambitious actually to get into Europe this season in out of League One. And he's, you know, he's, uh, it looks like he's, he's chasing a job in the, the English Championship. So, yeah, I think the optics are bad. And I agree with you, Steve. I think it makes the game really interesting this week because Will still looks like a, a really good manager, really popular guy for what he's done at Rants. But it'll be interesting to see what the focus of those Rants players is like this weekend and whether they've been perturbed by what looks like a difficult week for them, uh, with Will still potentially, you know, looking for a job elsewhere. It'd be interesting. If anybody else does get that Sunderland job and he stays on, then hopefully for him and the club, things will settle down um, and we can go back to normal. But he's very important, I think, for Rance to continue to chase a European place because I think if they did have to change their manager, I, d- I don't think they'd, I don't think that would be ideal for them at all at this stage. Certainly an ambitious manager. Um, we'll see what happens with Will still. Let's get back to the challenge. Two more picks to come from Will and from uh, James. Will first up with the second pick. We're back to Spain and Real Sociedad against Betis here. Uh, Real Sociedad are short at minus 143. Betis plus 410. Draw plus 280. Sunday, 10.15 Eastern. L'Areal will unbeaten in eight. We're not going to tip them at minus 143. So how do we squeeze the value in here? Yeah, uh, La Real, one of my favourite teams to back right now in La Liga. I think they continue to be underrated despite um, topping their Champions League group, a strong group including Inter. Uh, I think the reason why they're going underrated is 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 down to their underlying stats, which don't look that impressive. We've, we've talked about them many times before on these shows. They've only got a plus 0.15 next net XG per 90 goal difference in the league of this season, which is not impressive. But um, despite there only being one place between the two teams here in the league, I think if you look at the quality of players at their disposal, Real Sociedad are, are really on a different level to, to Betis. And I was quite surprised that if you add the over one and a half goals to this same game parlay, you can get the Real Sociedad win and over one and a half goals at plus money here at plus 108. I think that's way too big, really, given the given the dynamics of the match. Um, my model has has Real Sociedad as very strong favourites here, uh, around the minus 150, minus 160 mark. Um and one of the strange things about Betis this season is they've draw, actually drawn their last five away games, four of them won all. Um, but the opposition in those last five games was much, much weaker than Real Sociedad. Uh, we're talking about the likes of Almeria, Sevilla, Getafe, Alaves, Granada. Only Sevilla out of those, you could argue, are a solid kind of top table team. So all things considered, you've got to think Real Sociedad are very strong favourites to get the win here. There's another potential factor that works in their favour, which is rest. They played on Tuesday night away at Inter Milan in the Champions League, albeit starting their first choice 11 without Bryce Mendes, who's currently injured. Real Betis are playing tonight in the Europa League. They're likely to rotate a little bit, but that still is two days less preparation time. And, and I think that's that's a factor to be considered. 
these are two of the better defenses in La Liga on display. But the price boost from minus 143 to plus 108 is is more than enough to include the over 1.5 to boost the price to a, a very attractive plus 108 here. Yeah, and it's the biggest price we've got amongst all of our handicappers' plays, all six of them, uh, plus 108. Uh, Real Sociedad to win over one and a half goals in their game against uh, Betty Steve. Look quickly on this one. I like it. I like what Will's doing with Real Sociedad, actually. They're kind of uh, what you call it, his wagon team right now. Um, you know, he's he's betting on them every week or, or suggesting them in a lean every week because you're riding the hot hand. They are a very good team. And um, he makes a very good point about Betis. They, they are unbeaten in, in 11 games. But if you look away from home, you'd actually say it's a bit underwhelming. They've, they failed to beat some pretty poor sides. In Europe, they've not been great away from home either. So um, on the back of two, two fewer days of rest to Europe, I think it's a really good idea to be siding with Real Sociedad here. And uh, we said we were going to talk about Paris Saint-Germain again, and we are. They are away at Lille uh, for the late Sunday game in uh, France and mid-afternoon in the US. They are minus money favourites at minus 118 to beat Lille, who are fourth in the French top flight, James. But you are siding with uh, PSG here. Talk us through your play. Yes, I am siding with PSG, and as they're minus money, I'm backing them on the Asian handicap to get a plus money pick on them. So I'm backing them minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap, which is available at plus 106. And, you know, as you've said, Dan, it's fourth versus first this. So it might, it might put people off, actually, that PSG are a minus money favourites away to a side who are only a couple of places behind them in the league. But my view of PSG in League One is that if they play to their potential or even if they're a little bit below their potential but close to it, I think they're good enough to comfortably beat every other team in this division. Still, we've mentioned maybe we don't have the same confidence in them in Europe against the best teams in Europe, but I do feel that they should be able to beat every team in League One if they play close to their potential. I was quite encouraged, actually, by their performance against Dortmund. Um, looking forward to this game, certainly, in the sense that they did create chances in that match you know, pretty easily and, and quite a good number of chances. Now, they obviously didn't take them. We saw them come very close with Bradley Barkala hitting the post and, and Bappe obviously had a chance brilliantly cleared off the line in that game and then another one disallowed. But watching the game, I thought, yeah, I'm actually quite encouraged by what I'm seeing here. I think they can go to to Lille and create chances there as well. I think they will be focused on, on winning that match. Lille aren't a rival of PSG, but let's not forget they're a team that did actually beat PSG to the league title not that long ago. It's only a couple of years ago. There is a certain sense when PSG play Lille, certainly in that part of France, that it's the game that they want to win. And I think we'll see that this weekend. Um, I don't think there's any reason really why Luis Enrique shouldn't name a strong side. Yes, we have another round of games in League One pretty quickly. They finish up before Christmas with a midweek round next week. But I think he'll go pretty strong here. And I think we should see PSG um, get the win. And again, even though this is minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap, obviously what that does mean is that as long as PSG wins somehow, we will be making a profit here. So that was also my thinking. I'm confident they'll win this game rather than getting a draw. Um, we've mentioned also rest on Will's pick. 
worth mentioning as well that they do have a little bit of extra rest compared to Lille. Lille playing on Thursday night in the Europa Conference League, PSG playing on Wednesday in the Champions League. And on top of all of that, Jonathan David may not be fit for this game. He missed, as we're recording this, he'll be missing Lille's match in Europe. Uh, whether he'll start or not at the weekend, we just have to wait and see. So I do feel that PSG are strong enough to win this, even though, as I say, Lille are only three places, two or three places behind them in the league. And with this Asian handicap pick, if they win by one goal, you're going to make some profit, but they are good enough for me to push on and potentially win it by a couple of goals. So for that reason, I was happy to take the the plus money here. It's plus 106 on the away win. Uh, lots of ticks in the right boxes, Steve, for PSG away at Lille. That's part of me that doesn't want to like this pick just because I don't <laughs> trust PSG, but it's a really big price, you know. This was a minus one and a half handicap last year in the same fixture. PSG have owned Lille since they lost the, the, the League One title to them. It's as if they just um, they got so annoyed by that. Every time they seem to bash them up now. 7-1 last season. Um, they score a lot of goals against Lille. PSG have a surprisingly good record after Champions League games. 15-4 and four goal differential this year. They've gone to places like Rennes, Grands and won. And they, they 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 seem to master that. I'm not. I can't really explain that. You'd expect a bit of a flat spot, wouldn't you? But um, just shows how strong they are domestically. Jonathan David's an interesting one here. He's actually a really underachieving striker in in Liga. And um, <laughs> I saw a tweet recently from an account which I regularly have a few tiffs with, a tactical manager, um, a US account, and um, tweeted recently that um, that the, the, the top three overrated players in Concacaf and listed uh, Santa Jimenez from Feyenoord on there, which was, I think, controversial. Miles Robinson and Jonathan David. And it got me thinking, is Jonathan David overrated a bit? Maybe he is. So um, might not be the worst thing for if he misses this. But hmm. I think the values there on PSG, the handicap is very generous for a top side, isn't it? I'm sort of half surprised that uh, Jonathan David hasn't moved on in a way. He's been touted around quite a lot. Is there any mm. sort of recent links, James, with him or not? Well, it was interesting how that played out this summer. We were sort of waiting for that number nine striker market to move. Uh, Balogun, who obviously did brilliantly at Rance last year, had to wait to work out where he was going to go. I think part of the problem with Jonathan David specifically was the money that Lille were going to ask for. Uh, for anybody to buy him. Lille drive a really hard bargain and they do set their prices very high. We've seen that with Osimhen. We saw it with Nicolas Pepe. Obviously got a huge amount out of Arsenal for him. So Dave, Jonathan David, I felt, decided quite early in the summer that he was probably going to stay. Um, to his credit, he never never complained about it. And I, yeah, he, he's got on with it. But I, I do. it's interesting what Steve says there because I do think he's been a little bit less effective this season and certainly less important for Lille if you're talking about his importance to that side. Um, but, you know, they'll want him available. So the injury situation with him over the next two or three days ahead of this match is is certainly worth monitoring. I still think it should be Jonathan David, no? Yes, yes, absolutely. But, you know. You know? Was he Haitian heritage, New York born? Anyway, that's for another show. We got pulled up, didn't we, for pronunciations by somebody on Twitter or YouTube. I can't remember. Uh, Steve, we need some picks for you. We are running out of time here. Uh, you might have to go fairly quickly with you uh, with these. Uh, Mainz is speaking about hot hands and, and staying on the wagon. Mainz for you again. Yeah, and you know the bet here under. Under 2.75 goals against uh, Heidenheim. Um, I was really pleased to cash with, with that hot dog last week. Pressure's off a little bit. At least I've won some decent on the Mainz under now. Um, but 
same thing applies to them. They keep underachieving in front of goal. You what they should have won last week, but they kept missing chances. Um, so that's a big problem. Uh, I think they really need to look into the transfer market this this January to get a, a decent striker. And um, you know the new managers come in. Jan Sieverts, hundred percent under two and a half goals matches so far against a Heidenheim outfit. The, the the worry here is Heidenheim's defense is so poor. But can I imagine Mainz scoring three goals against them? No, I can't imagine Mainz scoring three goals against anyone right now. So, yeah, this could be, I think, um, a tight game. Actually, I think Mainz could win 1-0 or 2-0. Um, the goal line is, is too high for what we've seen from Mainz recently. 2.75 uh, at plus 100, Dan. Um, I'm just sticking with, again with the hot hand. Until they go over, I'm, I'm going to be betting unders with, with Mainz fixtures. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident in this one. Will, just on riding those teams that keep making your money, when do you stop? When they stop making your money and when the price gets ridiculously wrong? Yeah, for me, it's all about price. So it would be, you know, when the market is start, starting to catch up with, you know, the angle that you originally kind of noticed. Um, I wouldn't just indiscriminately back, you know, the team that I was on the bandwagon of at any price. Yeah, I think we can, I, well, I can get sucked into it if a team sort of wins money for you, you tend to stick with him and the price gets a little bit irrelevant, which he shouldn't do. Um, Mets, Montpellier, your other pick, uh, Steve, Sunday morning, uh, Eastern here. Both sides haven't been uh, great recently. What's the play? Yeah, this is, I'm going last chance saloon here for Montpellier because they've, I've been, they've been so frustrating for me recently. Um, minus 0.25 on the Asian handicap here at minus 107 to beat Mets. I'm convinced there's a team, a decent team in Montpellier. They, the, the metrics suggest they're a top 10 outfit. Uh, they just miss too many chances, and certainly in the last few weeks. Um, but at some point, I think it's going to come back to the to the other side uh, with, with the players they've got in their side. Um, Akor Adams just needs a goal. Once I'm, I'm sure, once Adams scores again, he's going to go and and get hot again. I know this striker, and it's a great chance against a Mets side for me. You're not that good. Um, really, I think there's a good chance they still might even go down. They've overachieved at both ends of the field. Uh, they dig in, but they never worry me offensively, Dan. I've said this before. Um, yeah, they scored in back-to-back games three goals, but that was against Nantes and Lorient. Um, you know, I said after that, didn't they? They've kind of used up all their goals for a while. And, uh, you know, since then, it's two blanks. So... I think it's a, a great chance for Montpellier to go away from home against a poor team. They are definitely better than Mets, in my opinion. No doubt about it. They've just got to start converting their, their goddamn chances. Um, but this is, for me now, the last chance for them. I won't be backing them for a while if they, if they don't get the result here. I think you've just got to say something's going wrong. And uh, it will take me a few weeks to, to get back on their, on their side. But uh, good opportunity for me. I like the handicap. If it is a draw, it's a half loss. But I'm thinking they go here and show their class. And at some point, I think Montpellier are going to thrash someone. They get three or four goals. And this might, maybe this could be the game. James, would you lay that bet? Or would account restrictions come in if Steve tried to bet it with Eastern bookmakers? Yeah, this was my, this would have been my third pick, actually. If we did three picks on the game, this would have been my third pick. So I left it off the leans because obviously Steve's got it covered. But yeah, I, I think Montpellier are a much better side them they've shown so far I think when they're fully fit and they can put out their first choice 11 I think the front four that they've got Altamari, Savanier, 
Arno Nordan and then Adams up front. I think they can do real damage against maybe not the top three or four teams in France, but certainly against the rest. And Met definitely fall into that category of the rest. So, yeah, I think, you know, you line these two sides up on paper, you take seven or eight Montpellier players, I think, in it, they're far stronger for me. But they just haven't shown it. And it's one of those where you're you're sort of betting on, well, are they going to show it this weekend? Will it be next weekend? I, I think it will happen eventually. So, yeah, I'd, even though they're favourites here away from home, that might put some people off, but it wouldn't put me off. I'd back Montpellier here. We have got some leans for you. They're all sort of Sunday morning, one is Sunday lunchtime at Eastern. We talk about the picks and the plays and the hot dogs, but the leans are sort of effectively third choices from all of our handicappers. So they are well worth playing if you fancy them uh, yourself. Um, and here to persuade you about four leans of the boys, Will, you can go first. Uh, La Liga, 8am Sunday for you. Yeah, Dan, I like actually, this is a game that Steve spoke about earlier on. I like Almeria on the Drono bet line, minus 108 at home to Mallorca here. You've got to have a pretty good reason to justify an away favourite in La Liga. And, and I just don't think there's enough in terms of uh, difference in uh, in quality between these two to justify Mallorca being favourites on the Drono bet line. Mallorca, we've spoken about before, strong home team, quite poor travellers. They've only got one away win this season in La Liga. And really, it's a game they should have lost away to Celta Vigo. The underlying stats suggest that Almeria are really not as bad as the lead table suggests. Incredibly expected points suggest they deserve to have crewed 12 more points than they have, which would actually put them mid-table, which which is quite incredible. Granted, they need to find someone to put their chances away. They lost Luis Suarez and uh, Ibrahima Kone, both out injured toward the beginning of the season. They've really struggled for goals since. Um, but less time out at home. Almeria actually very unlucky to not beat Real Betis, a game we talked about on this show. Um, Almeria generated 2.7 XG versus Betis's 0.77. So I think they were slightly um, they were slightly hard done by to only draw that game. And I and I think there's a good chance they get the job done here. Or worst case scenario, it's a draw and we get stake refunded. So Almeria draw no bet minus 108. Against Mallorca, uh, we have done, this is what, this is show 16 of the European show. We've had 17 Premier League shows. Don't know how many European shows and European uh, qualifier shows. We've done friendlies and so on at national team level. I don't think a handicapper has ever tipped a draw or a tie until now, James. Well, there you go. I did not know that. So, yes, well, I'm I guessing. Am... Is that right, Steve? Do we think? Will, do we think? Has anyone ever tipped a draw? I can't remember it. I mean, not, draw on your side with an Asian, but not just the draw. Not straight on the draw, yes. no. This is why this was an intriguing one. James? Yeah, well, and actually that was part of my thinking here. I So the, the game is Nantes versus Brest in, in League One. And I'm back in the draw, which is available at 2.30. And, and my thinking here, really, Dan, was was kind of what you've, you've alluded to, which is, you know, let's not discount the draw. Because I, I looked at the prices on this game, and the two teams are really evenly matched, which I, which I think is fair. Nanta plus 163 at home. Brest a little bit bigger at plus 170 away from home. Brest have been very difficult to beat this season. They've only lost four games. And those defeats have come against really good sides. They've lost to PSG, Monaco, Lille, and I think it's Marseille. So there's every reason to think that Brest can avoid defeat here. But then the more I looked at it, the more I thought, I'm not sure they'll win this game because Nantes have improved since they changed their manager. Um, recently, they've looked a little bit more uh, uh, solid uh, and well-organized and difficult to beat. So it looks like one of those games 
where the draw is almost the most likely outcome. And as we know, the price on the draw is never really the favorite, right? So I just thought, yeah, as a timely reminder to consider the draw, as a, as a realistic uh, betting proposition. If I was looking through the card in League One this weekend and I was told, you know, pick a draw, this would be my pick. So I'm back in Nantes, Brest to end in a draw at plus 230. We are really running out of time. I'd love to talk about the draw. I never know what to do when I feel back the draw, which is very rare. What, what do we do? Would you cheer for a goal because it's not going to be nil-nil and cheer for the other side to score? I, I <laughs> there is a betting video you know? up on the Because We Win YouTube from Nigel Seeley, when to bet the tie. Ah, so, interesting. Well, there we go. That is that is one to do. Uh, uh, Will, you must have had thousands of bets in your life. Have you ever backed the draw? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I, I don't course. believe you. I don't believe you. Maybe like some Serie B last game of the season when you know that both teams still definitely have back the first chair of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the, the days, eh? Yeah. The draw's about minus 700. Um, very quickly, because uh, we are running out of team. Two links from Steve. We'll start in La Liga, and I, I like uh, Las Palmas on the money line to beat Cadiz. Um, you know, they're a side, actually, do overachieve a fair bit. I, I do like the goalkeeper at Las Palmas. He's impressed me all season. But, you know, tough place to go on an island location um, for Cadiz, who have got a poor away record. So I think on the money line at minus 109, Las Palmas could be backed. And then back to Germany, and it's another under I like. And no surprise that Cohn are involved. This was really, I nearly had this as a pick instead of Montpellier, actually, but I couldn't have two two unders as the selections, could I? Um, but Cone just don't score goals. Under two and a half goals in Freiburg, Cone is at plus money, plus 105, I think it is. Um, Freiburg are a team I never get right, Dan, really struggle with them, but they have won the last two games 1 0. Cone just don't, you, they don't look like scoring many goals. So I think this could be maybe a tight home win. Maybe Cone could hold out for a draw. But uh, plus money. If this had been a two point seven five goal line under, I would have been absolutely all over it, like German measles. But uh, instead, it's got to be two and a half line at plus money. Okay, cool. We'll remind everyone of your two picks for the challenge. Two same game parlays for me, Dan. Celta Vigo to win an over one point five goals versus Granada at minus one fourteen. The same bet: Real Sociedad and over one point five total goals in the game versus Real Betis at plus one oh eight. James. Lorient Strasbourg, I'm backing Strasbourg, plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap at minus 129. And Lille versus PSG, PSG minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap at plus 106. All come in, Will wins. Steve, who's your winner? Uh, I'm going to go James this week. If, so, Will wins, um, it's the, if Will wins, it's the first time that someone defends three times, I think. Unprecedented. Yeah. So so it's, so tough it's, ask. Yeah. Tough ask, that, isn't it? Uh, Steve, Will, uh, and Steve, Will, and James. I've got RJ. I haven't updated my script. And James, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to one and all. We'll keep everyone updated uh, over the course of the weekend. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. We will be back on Monday, myself and Steve, a midweek card. As will one of Will or James, and James, potentially, we might have a rematch because of the quirk of our rota. We'll see what happens. Uh, stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win from all of us. For now, it is goodbye.